The Australian car industry quietly elevated itself from merely grubby and anti-consumer to spectacularly inhuman yesterday on climate action, in my view, obfuscating like a pack of 15-year-olds on this vital issue for society. A small celebration of like-minded individuals was probably not held quietly in the prayer room at Parliament House with an after-party until the wee small hours, clothing optional, in Kingston, as friggin' usual. Details next. I'm Tony Hogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, there's the... Or you can just... Click the card that's up there now, dude. That card is floating on a sea of hot air from expert lobbyists. It will never go down. Some would say bullshit, and I would be among those who would say that, frankly. <sighs> this is a big one. Captain's Log, star date, bullshit o'clock 2022. The clock appears stuck on that one time. The car industry's filthy little lobby group in... <coughs> Bruh! has authored an entirely fictitious set of made-up, unambitious, arbitrary CO2 targets, and of course, it is instantly an industry triumph. <laughs> Spearheading the charge to doing, essentially, fuck all on climate action again. Roadmap to 2030 kind of thing. I think ScoMo would get the seal of approval out for that one. It's a big call, I know. We're doing bugger all, but hey, love us. <sighs> well, here's the official graph of the industry failing to meet even its own bullshit CO2 target with some of the most popular vehicles on sale in the nation, such as Hilux and Land Cruiser. Well done. Developed, sophisticated nations are, of course, laughing at us as they industriously target net zero, seriously. But here in Australia, same shit, different day is good enough. And hey, if that's not possible, we'll just blame the fuel quality, absolve ourselves of all responsibility and order in an even bigger cake full of even more heavily stacked strippers as is industry tradition. Actually, I just made that last bit up. The car industry would actually be incapable of anything as normal and relatable as ordering in a big stripper cake for some special event. You know what I mean, dude. We've all been there, wedding anniversary, whatever. Stripper cake. So, anyway, yesterday's big news... Their lobby group geniuses have released the 2021 CO2 emissions bullshit compliance data by brand. Yes. CO2 emissions data is actually already available on every fucking windscreen sticker, on every fucking new car, in every fucking showroom in the nation by law. And you can also get it online at greenvehicleguide.gov.au. So this event, in my view, was hardly the unveiling of a new painted ceiling for the Sistine Chapel, 
CO2 data-wise, but let's hear what T-Dub had to say anyway. Regardless of individual outcomes, all brands should be commended for voluntarily signing up to this standard, really. Even brands such as Ford, Great Wall, Hyundai, Isuzu, Jeep, Kia, LDV, Mazda, MG, Mitsubishi, Nissan, Ram, Sanyong and Suzuki, which all failed to meet these entirely made-up industry bullshit targets. Commended for, quote, signing up. <laughs> Good plan, dudes. Yeah, because giving every kid, no matter how shit their performance, a medal just for fucking turning up, well, that worked out so well. <coughs> You'd agree. That was T-Dub quoted there from yesterday's bullshit press release. That's his rap name, incidentally, which I proudly made up on the crapper one day, and which I am told by industry insiders that he secretly loves. You're welcome, T-Dub. I think the interns still call him Mr. Weber, however. My favourite lobby dude in any case. Keep up the awesome work, dude. So entertaining. Let me put this, uh, let's call it uh, information in perspective. T-Dub appears to be neatly inverting the tail and the dog. Like the Federal Chamber of Automotive Industries, the car industry's grubby little lobby group, of which T-Dub is its titular head, like it has any real regulatory balls sufficiently big and swinging to compile a meaningful compulsory CO2 standard. Come on, it's a spin factory. The FCAI and T-Dub represent the typically anti-consumer car industry agenda and they're wholly bought and paid for, funded by the car industry. So this is merely green-sounding spin. The dog is the car industry, T-Dub and the FCAI are the tail, and I can't see any balls, like bad dog. This is not the car industry striving against all obstacles to save the friggin' planet, or targeting to meet some ambitious regulatory CO2 standard. Quite the opposite. It's inaction cloaked in the language of virtue. 2021 CO2 target for passenger cars, 150 grams of CO2 per kilometre. Entirely made up. Actual average result, 147. So just scraped in on passenger cars. For heavy SUVs and light commercials, the target was 193. Actual result, 213. So... That's a bit of a fuck-up. Let's not forget that the Hilux Ranger, Triton, D-Max and Prado heavyweight shitboxes are all in the top 10 vehicles by sales in Australia. We do like our heavy CO2 belching shitters. That's for sure. It is a commitment to achieve better outcomes for Australian motorists, car makers and our environment. No, T-Dub, it's not, frankly, not as I see it anyway. It's actually pathetic 
And note the order in that statement. Motorists first, which is an excellent lobby group trick right there. Make you think it's all about you. And then the client, the car industry, and then the environment. Actually, fuck the environment. I think it was ScoMo who said that famously, but perhaps that's just a labour lie. Who would know? And pro tip, T-Dub. Car makers is one word. Things really have been shit since Lenore left to manage that trumped up parking garage. They so have. What you need is a proofreader, dude. Perhaps the most hilarious thing here, a real side-splitting barbed wire enema for the environment, is the way the new no-balls standard appears to be arbitrarily designed to suck Toyota's... Just for balance and completeness on this issue, I should point out that the chair of the FCAI is Matthew Callahall, or, as he might be known as a rapper, M. Whore. I don't think they ever call him that at Altona, though, like, to his face. So, M. Whore is the president and CEO of Toyota Shitsville. He wears both hats. <sighs> Nice job rolling out the 300 series, those uh, CO2 belches. What's longer, I wonder? The, the lead time there or for the RAV4 hybrid? So confusing, changes every day. Like, dude, if you have to wait more than a year for a car after you order it, like, is it really even on sale? Gotta ask yourself, tree falls in the forest. And please accept my sincere apologies Vis-a-vis, and my sympathy, of course, <laughs> regarding the recent global production cut on Hilux. 30%. That must be a real kick in the slats. Can't get the rear axles, apparently. It's hard to blame that one on the chip shortage. Anyway, keep up the good work, sir. So, the FCAI and T-Dub are funded by the car industry. And as I understand it, that funding is kind of pro rata based on the company's market share. And that means T-Dub and the FCAI are sort of 20 to 25% Toyota Shitsville funded. And MHOR is the top dog at the FCAI. MHOR's on top. That's a movie I never want to see, incidentally, and like you... I do have a fairly broad range of acceptable, let's call them, cinematic interests. The icing on the cake of this bullshit CO2 sandwich is the way it makes Toyota look like a dead-set champion of planet-saving virtue. A knight in chartreuse armour, held back only by Australia's shit fuel and its worst government. When in fact... As I see it, the reverse is true. See, the CO2 no-ball standard allocates these bullshit CO2 credits to manufacturers who beat the bullshit CO2 target in either category, which would be passenger cars or heavy shitters. But there are no matching CO2 debits for any failures to meet those targets. 
And this is, of course, a little like giving someone an award for helping all those little old ladies to cross the street, but failing to factor in or acknowledge all of those armed robberies he also carried out. If you want to see why this is such a profound disgrace, dude, just... Check it out, 629,000 passenger cars times 3.49 grams per kilometre under the arbitrary limit equals 2.2 million no-balls CO2 credits. But moving across to heavy shitters, right? 373,000 heavy shitters times an over-limit blowout of 19.534 grams per K equals 7.3 million unspoken anti-credits. Anti-credits beat credits by 5.1 million, it's nearly three times over, and the whole industry is a filthy CO2-belching disgrace hoisted by its own no-balls petard. And this is from their spin doctors. Like, this is as good as the industry can look. Like, Jesus effing Christ. What do I really think? Heavy shitters undo any virtue that might be attributed to lighter cars and they go on to dig a black friggin' hole that's twice as deep as the credit attributable to those lighter cars. You can look at this and see a solution though, right? Just ditch the luxury car tax and charge a big, fat, heavy, heavy shitter tax. And I own two heavy shitters. But clearly, acknowledging the facts, that's the solution. Put the revenue into renewables and spearhead the divorce from coal. Simple. So you can look here, right? and see that Toyota has amassed almost 12 million bullshit CO2 credits in just a few years for its passenger cars. So woo friggin' who? Oh, what a feeling. But bear in mind, passenger cars are dying rapidly, and the small, green, cheap ones, they're going out first, right? Bullshit credits equals sales times the grams by which the car maker beats the no-ball standards bullshit CO2 target, okay? So 5.5 million credits for Toyota last year. That's about 100,000 car sales times about 55 grams, plus already accrued bullshit credits, okay? Nearest competitor, three-prong, which is still under a million, <laughs> those relatively filthy bastards. Toyota must be almost single-handedly saving the friggin' planet, you would assume. Like, when you look at the numbers, they are just so far out in front. However, it is rather a different story over there in the domain of those inconveniently popular heavy shitters. Toyota actually sold 20% more heavy shitters than passenger cars in 2021. And if there were anti-credits in this bullshit no-ball standard, Toyota would have earned more than 1.4 million of those simply for transgression with its heavy shitters. This is therefore either an accounting system designed by the most incompetent organisation on earth, 
or it's a system cleverly designed specifically to make Toyota look green. Toyota is spectacularly bipolar on this issue. On its meds, it does love to dress itself up as some tart of environmental virtue. They roll out the Prius and the RAV4 hybrid. We put bamboo in the plastics. That's pretty fucking green. How about you love us? Kind of thing. But on a bad day, like really any day actually, they're also beyond simply overjoyed to sell some mouth breather, a new... That'll get back. A new Shitbox 300 series at 235 grams per K. That's 42 grams per K over the current target. And 200 series was even worse at 57 grams over. <sighs> Beard stroking boomer mouth breathers with cash are actually my favourite category of car buying human. And if you are one, to you I would say... Dude, there is overwhelming evidence that a climate emergency prevails. We are looking down the barrel of a proper planet-wide calamity. The majority of Australians want effective climate action. And if your principal repudiation of this is, that's bullshit, CO2's plant food, I hear that such a lot. To you, I would say that the education system in this country really does have a lot to answer for. And also, Google needs to stop weaponizing your confirmation bias, dude. Anyway, Toyota will also happily get a little teepee in its trousers selling you a Prado. No problem with that. 209 grams per K. That's 16 over the target. Hilux, 220, which is 27 over the target. Fortuna, 201, that's 8 over the target. And that's why this so-called standard has no frigging balls. The fact is, transportation is an environmentally filthy business. Not as filthy as burning coal or gas to make electricity, but it's never going to be a net positive on the environmental ledger. It's just not. And yet... We need transportation. One of the car industry's primary goals over the next few years is therefore to convince you that you can consume your way out of the climate emergency simply by buying an allegedly green car. <laughs> if you don't give a shit about this stuff and breathe through yo pie hole, they'll be happily continuing to sell you anything big and belching for as long as possible. But if you really do care, they want you to buy that hybrid or that EV on the false pretext that you'll also be saving the planet. Like, spare me. An EV. The only truly green vehicle is the NV, which would be no vehicle. Or you could just keep the car you've already got for as long as possible. But both of those options are unpalatable to an industry whose only real goal is to sell more cars. And yet, transportation is non-negotiable for functioning advanced societies. We need transport, but transport's not green. It's a paradoxical problem. And the bullshit we saw yesterday from the FCAI, personal opinion, is really not helping in my view. 
A solution is not being fast-tracked by the diligent, hard-working likes of T-Dub and m It's just not, personal opinion. But I am rather looking forward to T-Dub and m upcoming remake of Young MC's hip-hop classic, Buster Move. Yes. Girls are faking, goodness saken. They want a man who brings home the bacon. You got no money and you got no car and you got no woman. Here we are. And I think you'll find that's the problem in a nutshell. You just can't save the planet and get the chicks without a car. And getting the chicks is rather important. So those truly are prophetic words. <coughs> think you'd agree? Perhaps we can all hum along in the manner of watching Nero pumping out the fat beats, only this time with the whole frigging planet on fire. <laughs>